And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's releases of comics. For those of you who don't know, DC Comics come out on Tuesdays. Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday, July 14th, 2022, to talk about this week's releases. All the comics that we read. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. We're not just talking about the comics that I read. No, in fact, we got awesome guests for you guys today. Um, if you're watching the live stream, you're watching us on volume.com slash the Keeg Show or, you know, our other two platforms on Twitch or on YouTube slash the Keeg Show, or you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see their names. So let me introduce them. First, we got Manny Hondress. Manny, you've been on the show before. What's up, man? How's it going, guys? Uh, <laughs> it's going good. You, you doing okay? Yeah, yeah. I think I just caught a little bit of my water, chucked on my own, whatever, and I'm good now. I'm fine. All right. I, I feel like speaking is a is a fundamental part of the show. So I've been, I've been doing it a lot today. So <laughs> I, no, no. that's fair. Um, um, I love all the comics in the background. Your, yes, yeah. your comics are real. New, uh, whole new display for the month. Um, yeah. it's, it's at the end of my variant cover. So um, yeah, that's that's what I got there. So I like it. Do you swap I, it um, out? You like change yeah, every, up the display and stuff every month. So when I first started doing it, it was, it was like, I'm going to do a theme of whatever the month is. So, uh, like February, I would do Valentine's day, November, it'd be like Thanksgiving family oriented or something. Mm -hmm. But, uh, then I got really tired of, man, I, I need to think of something. I need to look at my books and stuff. So now I just kind of go through my variant. I have four boxes of variant covers. Yeah. <laughs> so I just went through those and I'm on my fourth one now. So I, is it is it because you do so many shows is that why like the payoff like for you to change it every month like there's a big payoff for it because like I, you do so many shows this has nothing to do with anything that i do socially this is just where when i walk into my office it's like hey that's nice i like that comment. and it's like this is february's <laughs> this is march yeah yeah yes. well that's how it was before and now it's like oh well now those are my books that i got Sometimes I look and I'm like, I don't know why I bought that book. That's an ugly variant, <laughs> but, but I have it. <laughs> all right. All right. I love like the little intricacies that we, that we all um, do. Like we're all into comics and the way we do things is very specific to us. It's mm -hmm. like our own like fandom fingerprint, you know? I, I can see that. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're saying. Uh, like the way I organize my books is very specific i know like other people they have their like trades and then they have like little statues in front of their trades and i'm like well how are you gonna pull out the books you know but they're you know <laughs> it looks cool but then functionally i don't do that but uh i don't know everybody has their own like little thing they do i'm very interested in our new guest and what they do lee how's it going hey how's it going is 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 your is digital flush like your moniker or is it just a username uh it's just a username okay um i mostly go by lee um on twitch i'm android usagi mm -hmm. but yeah uh i don't have any cool comics up yet because i just moved house so. well, that that's a good that's i mean that's still a good thing you don't have to you know oh, you don't yeah. have to put up your comics till later yeah, and I've got a closet just for them now. So like I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> Are the comics gonna stay in the closet? Um, so the closet has shelves mm. so I can put my boxes up where they're actually reachable and not yeah. just stacked on the floor like they have been. So that's uh, fair. 
but now there's pressure next time you're on the show you have to have at least a, at least a poster or something well yeah. so i have um planned out with tape on my wall and nine panel spread of comics nice. that i want to swap out the covers for like you do yes. um so as soon as i get the containers for that hopefully that'll be by the next time i'm on the show i'll i'll be sure to show it off that's that's super cool I wonder if we would be doing this if we weren't already content creators. Would you? Is there a visual component? Like, are we forced to have a visual component because of content creation? Because me personally, I have a green screen behind me. So everything I do in my room is not for my content creation. Uh, Actually, other than when I do my TikToks. But that's like this angle. And I have my shelves right here. But, you know. I mean, I know mine is just something that... um... Like I have so many sequential art variants. I was like, how do I display these in a way that is not only an homage to like the content within them, mm-hmm. but also lets me look at, you know, cause I've got like 12 different Jason Todd covers that I love. <laughs> I might as well find a way to like pick my favorites and put them up, you know? Yeah. So uh, 12, get rid of, get rid of three and then you can do a three by three square. Exactly. Exactly. You know? <laughs> um, or do all, or do all a three by four, right? That might make a square, considering how like comic, like comics are like that. You go like three up, like three down, four across, might make four a square. Four. Might be even. Maybe I'll have to get out my measuring tape later. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but thank you both of you for, for coming on Comic Talk today. Um, a lot of comics came out this week. Uh, it was a little bit uneven as far as DC versus Marvel, I think. Um, but I'm very interested in, uh, well, what you read. I forgot to tell you this. Um, if you could just tell me what you read. So at this top of this episode, people listening in will know kind of what we're going over. Um what you read and like the issue numbers. So for instance, uh, I'll go first. Um, I read a couple of different ones. I obviously read the Hellfire Gala, X-Men Hellfire Gala. Uh, I read Punisher 4. I read uh, Marauders 4. I read Immortal X-Men 4. There's a lot of X-Men 4s. Anyway, uh, I didn't get to get, I didn't get to Daredevil 1. I really wanted to. Um, I read AXE Eve of Judgment which is the Avengers X-Men Eternals crossover. Uh, I read Batman Urban Legends 17 and Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League, Superman number one, which is a very long title. Uh, those are the ones I read. All right. Um, so take up, take over that. Um, I did read Daredevil one. Uh, so you're missing out. I won't talk about it today. So no spoilers. There, no, but... I mean, I'm cool with spoilers. We got it. I mean, we got <laughs> That's we'll part do. of the job. We got to talk about it. If you want, but talking about bad, uh, so I did Bad Girls and Superman. Those are my only DC. Okay, the Dark Crisis Superman one. Which one? The Dark Crisis Superman one or the Superman Son of Kal-El? No, I'm sorry, Superman Son of Kal-El number thirteen. Okay. Uh, Then for Marvel went Captain Marvel thirty nine, Daredevil number one, Fantastic Four number forty five, Moon Knight thirteen, and that's it for Marvel. And then I go into my indies, which was. Uh, Eight Billion Genies, number three. I, I read that too. I forgot to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ordinary Gods, number seven. Power Rangers, 21. And then Slumber, number okay. five. That's a good list. That's that's a heavy, heavy list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee, uh, what you got for us? So uh, I made my way through Eight Billion Genies, number three. Um, Hellfire Gala, number one. 
Daredevil number one, um, Spider-Punk number three, and then I was actually able to squeeze in right before the show, um, Dark Crisis number two. Oh, from last week. Oh, is that from last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, I mean, it's fine. We can talk about that it. one. We can no, talk no, about no. it. <laughs> Your two B red piles mixing in. <laughs> yeah, it it happens too it happens. frequently, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to know what everybody's uh, pick of the week is. Your number one pick, you know? Um, I, I, I don't know if anyone has one ready. I can talk, or at least I can figure out mine. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I know what mine is. I'm what's not going to ever. Honestly, Spider-Punk has been. Um, okay. I'm not a big Marvel fan, but I grew up on Spider-Man okay. comics. And so it's really nice to just have a fun, goofy, like Spider-Man and his punk anarchist band that are trying to take down this, like, I don't know. It, it's such a comic book feeling comic book it's not uh-huh. taking itself too seriously it's very much having fun with the story it's trying to tell yeah it's nice are you really are you a punk fan um yeah i think so i could i tell you any bands off the top of my head <laughs> absolutely not okay. <laughs> but um, i'm oh what yeah Oh, I was just going to say, I'm a musician, so I okay. listen to a little bit of everything. Punk just sticks in my brain a little longer. All, all my friends that have that like punk like spider punk, and I'm wondering whether it's a prerequisite because it, it I haven't, I don't know whether I've given it a shot. Spider punk, mm. not punk music, but like, I don't know whether I would like spider punk if I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a big punk music guy. So... If you like the part of Spider-Man where he's just throwing quips out and beating people's skulls in, um, you'd love Spider-Punk. And if for nothing else, um, I really love the different character designs, um, the takes on Daredevil, Miss Marvel, um, Riot Heart instead of Iron Heart, and <laughs> Captain Anarchy. Like just that alone is really fun and worth the read. Um, but every time they've introduced a new character, this week was Daredevil. Yeah, uh, and on the cover, this, right? Yes, and she's yeah. this awesome punk drummer. Um, so instead of like just listening for the beat of the city, she'll just do some paradiddles on a building, and she's like, "Right there is your safe. Go at it." You know? <laughs> okay. All right. Interesting. I I haven't read Spider Punk yet. Uh, I should give it a shot just so I have like some sort of opinion on it. Manny, have you have you read Spider Punk? So you you just saw my list, and uh, it's so heavy that I just didn't want to give. I didn't want to put another book on my list, and unfortunately, Spider Punk was is something that felt like I I was really interested when I saw it, especially the covers. I really like all of the covers. That whoever the artist is, is he's doing a good or they're doing a good job. Um, um I think it's Mason. Mason, I, see, yes. I heard okay, but. But no, I haven't. But you're making me really want to to try to even give it a chance if I get the chance to do it because it sounds cool. And like you said, uh, all the names and all the different like uh, takes on the on the heroes that we know and love, and then just changing it up just a little bit just to to hit that like anarchy uh, theme. I love it. Yeah. No. Uh, the artist is Justin Mason, and Justin um, Mason. the writer is Cody Ziegler, and they've just been. Uh, 
it says captivating in here, but that's the best descriptor. I mean, I just, once I pick that up, that is, I know I'm in for a goofy time with a little bit of a serious undertone and like very, very minor, like punk references. And I can just chill back, you know? Yeah. Um, Cody Ziegler, uh, I first heard him when he was on a podcast that I listened to before either right at his start writing comics or before his start writing comics. Um, and then I found out like, oh, he was writing comics. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I just listened to this guy on a podcast. Uh, cool. Uh, he was on the Daily Zeitgeist. And so like he was a guest there. And so uh, then I read some of his his sh- like short anthology work on Marvel Voices because uh, he did a couple couple um i forget what the what the shorts were but like he did a couple comics on marvel's voices and i feel like i should give this series a shot if not for that so so you're saying like you heard from him like from voices first and then i guess that right there gave him like a little leg up to do his own book i think so yeah i think that's what it is uh that's what's been cool about marvel voices is like they've been giving a lot of like writer to color uh, people from mar- marginalized groups a shot to write things for Marvel's voice Marvel voices and the fact that like Cody got spider-punk is pretty cool um Manny what was your what was your number one pick my number one was a uh, moon Knight number 13 okay uh, I didn't get to read it this week um you didn't read it oh god Lee uh, did I you read it spoilers. are you reading it <laughs> I'm reading it and I'm behind by about two issues I don't mind the spoilers though I think um, I'm behind by like two issues also yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to try to do it with a, a little summary without too many spoilers so basically mm. um you know uh, there's someone called the tutor uh who's who's uh trying to take down uh, Mark Moon Knight because uh-huh. he's he's coming into his territory when it comes to like vampires tutor is like the the head of the vampires here in this area. we're talking t-u-t-o-r right not like t-o-o-t-e-r i think it might be t-u-d-o-r or t-u-d-o-r yeah not like farter right like like t-u-d-o-r but i didn't pay too much attention on the writing i was i was too busy looking at the art honestly alessandro does a great job on it and uh but basically he hires taskmaster not to go take down uh moon knight but to uh to get information from him right mm-hmm. and and taskmaster's like oh you know I, I appreciate this you know like you know usually people just want me to point me at something and, and throw me at, at that person but i do other things too i i can collect information i have other skills yeah uh, but by the end of it by the end of the rundown he's like well i want you to go after moon knight he's like no absolutely not i'm not stupid i'm not gonna do that and huh. so it was, it was just great. To, it shows how, I guess, underrated Moon Knight has been up to this point. And like, it really, like, he scares Taskmaster to that point where he's like, I'm not taking this job. And nobody in their sane mind will take this job. And that's pretty much the whole book okay. without spoilers. I don't yeah. want to spoil it too much, it's, it, but it's great. I loved it. it. It's It was just nothing crazy happened. It was just the whole setting up uh, Mark to be this huge badass that no one really takes into consideration at times yeah i uh i like this run uh it's jed mckay right yes um and i like this run and so uh, i need to catch back up because how how far behind are you i think i'm a couple issues i think i'm i finished the devil's reign moon knight kind of stuff at that time 
So that's what yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah. Oh wow. Are we in the same place in our midnight reading? Maybe. Are we? Are, oh no. <laughs> I feel like is it is it like in a cartoon or whatever where like I'm thinking like American Tale like with Fievel and like mm-hmm. we're we're both reading comics under the same moon but we're in different locations. Yes. Yeah. No. Because I've the last thing I read was Devil's. Rain. I think that's I think that's where I where I finished. Yeah. I love that's Devil's so Rain by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which makes me sad. I didn't read Daredevil number one this week, but I I will. I will. That's actually a, a complaint that I had right now. Is like Daredevil number one. It it makes no sense that it's a number one because it's the same creative team. It's continuing the story that we're right we're, right where it left off. Yeah, you could just do like a different volume and stuff. But then Strange Academy is gonna do that pretty soon here. Spider Man just did that. I'm like stop. Stop throwing the number ones out there. Yeah. Spider Man, Spider Man at least is a little bit like it's 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 a little bit like oh oh it's a new story kind of yeah. But Strange Academy, I think it's like season two. I don't know what they're calling it, the next uh, season I or think, something. I think it is just volume two, but but it ends in a cliffhanger, so you know that it's and they even said it in the editor's notes like hey we're coming back and we're gonna finish this story. And it's like so so why why do you go to a number one like that makes no sense. Yeah, it's not even a reboot. Like yeah. Lee, what were you what were you gonna say? I think I cut you. Um, uh, Marvel Zadarsky actually spoke about that. I think mm-hmm. on Twitter recently, and Marvel um, solicited him for those that first run, and then they were like, "No, we need more." So when they ordered more, and he got to plan out the rest of his story, they had already put in place the cog works for this to be retitled as a number one mm. um but he would he put out a tweet that was like hey same people same story don't worry we're not leaving it hanging like don't worry about it that's so I feel like marvel is a big enough company to just be like hey we're gonna have to make this happen yeah they can, they can make it happen to where it's not a number one i, I don't know i think that if they were if like... they were on the fence they're gonna fall to the side of making a new number one because number one sell like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, did did anyone here read Daredevil number one? Yes. Yes. Both of you. Okay. Uh, talk about it, please. Because I prepped like there's so many variant covers on this. Like I prepped all of them. We got a little little slideshow going on the live stream. <laughs> um, um, Lee, take it. I, I yeah. think I just had the 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 mic, so it's on you. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So I didn't read all of Devil's Reign. That is my oh. comic book uh, sin for the week. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Well, so between that and what was going on in Batman, which I believe Shadow War was just about to kick off. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to make my decision of which event I was going to follow. And yeah. I picked up a few of the one shots and I liked the story they were telling. Um, but I For Shadow War? Or for? Into, into Devil's Reign. Oh, okay. Um, but I went into this Zdarsky number one that isn't really a number one, completely blind, uh, jumped in the ice water, and I still had a lot of fun. Yeah, you didn't um, miss that much, honestly. Well, that's that's good to know, because I would love to hear your thoughts as somebody who's read it. Um, I really love where Electra's going with her mm-hmm. character. Uh, there was a couple of scenes in this issue where she's fighting with Stick that... I don't know. I could almost feel their weapons hitting coming off the page, you know? 
Yeah, and just the, the dialogue between both of them, it's just, it was really good. Like, I'm almost watching a, 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 a animated show of it, you know, like, I, right. that's how good it is. Like, Yeah, no, the writer and the artist in this book just really just the cohesion between the idea they wanted to share was amazing. And I like that Electra's like journey that she's going through right now where she's trying not to kill because that's what Matt would want and things like that. Um, it doesn't feel forced. Like it does really feel like she wants this. And, and the writer, Zdarsky is doing a good job of, of uh, just making it organic. And this is her, oh, yeah. her true journey that she wants to go to. Like she's done with her assassin lifestyle. Absolutely. She's still fighting, but she's done killing. <laughs> um, this, yeah, uh, Daredevil 1 looks crazy. Uh, I love Chichetto, the artist, um, and I like Chichetto and Redondo. For some reason, are both like my two favorite artists right now. Like Redondo's I mean, on Nightwing, and then Chichetto's here. What were you saying? For good reason. I'm, I'm for good reason. Yeah, they just make the they make the story come to life. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. Um, Rondo really likes to play around with his art too like he'll change up his style within the book and I like that you know it keeps it interesting yeah I would have to say layout mm -hmm. like Redondo beats Chechetto oh, on layout but they're both like top of top you know it's like comparing like two top tier whiskeys you know they're both yeah. very very good they have their <laughs> benefits to each but yeah I, I, I feel like it's more it's, it's like for me, it's like comparing a 10 to an 11. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, Chichetto is a 10. Perfect 10. No complaints. Okay. But the layout that Redondo does, ah, he does experiment and he, like, tries new things. And it's I just agree, always works. I, I still would, if I had to choose, if I, you know, gun to the head, like, uh, Chichetto, honestly. Chichetto <laughs> over Redondo? Yeah. Yes, especially so just a slight little spoiler. You see Spider-Man in this issue. And mm -hmm. anytime Daredevil and Spider-Man show up, absolutely like it's, oh, that's a top book for this week. It <laughs> could be one panel, it could be a couple of pages, but yeah, Spider-Man Daredevil show up. Great. You already won. I don't yeah. even have to read anymore. Did you get that variant cover with Spider-Man and Daredevil mixed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good I'm not wait for, for this number. For this one, one. yeah. No, I didn't. Are you watching? <laughs> you're watching the live stream, right? It. It'll it'll pop back around okay. at some point. Um, but there is a Spider-Man Daredevil cover. Uh, not not separate, but they're like fused together. You'll you'll see. It's oh yeah. So okay, yeah, like, okay. I, I did see that. Yeah, I was like, that's really cool. I can I can pass on it. Like yeah. I said, I have four books of variants, so I need to start making better decisions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee, you work at a comic shop, right? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I do. It is dangerous. How do you just not buy everything? Or do you? So it's a little bit of my pull list is abhorrent compared uh -huh. to my budget. Yeah. Um, but there's something to be said in I get to look at them and then I get to give them to somebody who will really enjoy it. Yeah. And I will say I missed 8 billion genies number two by like a hair because uh -huh. of that. And I was like, nope, we're done. We need to sub to that one. That's ridiculous. Um, but you, you learn to differentiate a little more of like, this book is holding my interest. And the second that it's not, you have to move on just yeah. because of the nature of how, how comics come out and how the comic business goes. Yeah. Um, I love my X-Men. I love, I love them. Um, 
but I figured out, and I was reading everything X-Men related. And then I figured out the first book I had to like, be like, ah, I'm going to pass on this is Knights of X. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's getting canceled soon in a couple of issues. Um, yeah. That's uh, the rumor right now. I'm fine with it getting, can- I, I, I'm fine, personally fine with it getting canceled, though I want those characters to co- continue in something. I hope there's another mm-hmm. series that pops up that they can continue in. Um, I think Rogue just joined the X-Men. Rogue just joined or, the X-Men. There's there's a team of, there's a new X-Book coming out soon that's all women on the team. Oh, that's good. Because they I did that once before. There was an X-Men run where it was all, I have it. Yeah, let me look this up because that's gonna bother me. Yeah, but, the only X Men thing that I'm doing right now is the the whole Judgment Day. Oh, are you are you reading Eternals? Uh, no. See, that's the thing. Usually on an event, I I go all in, and any tie-ins, anything like that, anything that has to do with the event, I'll jump in it and I'll buy it, even if I'm reading the book or not or the series. Yeah, I just need the full story. But again. I need to make better decisions with my wallet. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? I'm just going to read the main story regardless of what happens. And, and that's what I'm doing. So. Yeah. Wait. So you didn't read, did you read Day of Judgment that came out this week? No, I haven't read it yet. I completely forgot about it, honestly, because I'm not paying attention yeah. when it comes out. Someone told me, I said, hey, did you pick up that book? And I was like, did that come out this week? So I do need to go pick it up. But uh, Lee, did you read it? Day of Judgment? I didn't. That's okay. one of those. Um, I got a little burned on events with That's the fair. dark crisis stuff. Okay. Um, I, I want to dive on. I want to dive into the X Men right now because my yes. pick of the week is Immortal X Men number four, but it takes place after Hellfire Gala, and I and then after Hellfire Gala and all that stuff, like Hellfire Gala comes. You're supposed to read that first for this week. Hellfire Gala, then Immortal X Men four marauders and unions don't tie in to hellfire gala it either takes place before or after so whatever um and then it's axe day of judgment so for the sake of this continuity of this conversation let's talk about hellfire gala first because then i want to go into axe day of judgment eventually because uh i'm interested on what manny because manny's signing up for axe right so yeah uh it's weird. Um, uh, Hellfire Gala. Lee read it. Manny, did you read it? I didn't read it, but honestly, I, I'm very interested in it, and I, I, uh, I want to know what you guys who was the who was the best dressed. What do you guys think? Oh, um, I like uh, I liked Emma Frost's outfit in this year because I'm comparing this year to last year. And oh, okay. have they outright said this Hellfire Gala is a year later? They said it's the second annual. I, I, I oh, it's the second annual. About, they did about in the real world because it is real world. I guess it That's, is the second annual. But comics well, don't normally go at the same rate of real life. Yeah. So this is the first time we're getting an actual year of Marvel. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they yeah, Emma did say in the comic. Um, I don't want to give context away, but we don't want this to end up like last year. Okay, yeah. So it is an annual. So, I was going to say they could have fixed it by saying there's going to be a Hellfire Gala every month. And then every year of our time is a month of their time. 
because they've been dropping clues on how old the Marvel universe is recently. And so it's like, okay. Um, Cause according to house of X powers of 10, um, <clears throat> the X-Men have been around for 10 years. Like in, in the current time, the current in the current in their continuity, it's it's been ten years. Huh? Uh, that just doesn't make sense to me because they still like reference like decades worth worth of stuff that has well, happened. You got, you got to look at the age of the characters, right? I I don't agree with the it's been ten years, but according to this mini series, it's been ten years. But I would like to say like, eh, brush it away. But <laughs> you got to look at. How old is Shadowcat now? Because she was like 14 when she started, right? So she's in her 20s. So it's been at least at least 10, 12 years since she's been on the team. But then the team existed before Shadowcat. So I would say the team existed maybe four years before that point. I feel like you, you could have a full-time job trying to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, trying to piece together from Hickman's running up. The only way the only way it'll make sense is if Marvel editorial makes a decision and says when because the the X-Men were teenagers when they started. How old were they when like giant size X-Men number one came out? I don't know. I don't know. And then we'd have to figure it out from there. It can't Um, be 10 years. I just don't believe that. I don't don't think it'd be 10 years. I think maybe it'd be 15 years, you know, or so. Um, I have more of an idea of um, DC. How old is like the DC universe by Nightwing's age? Like, okay. to me, Bruce is 42. Like, he's in his 40s. Because Nightwing is in his late 20s, to me. That's, yes. That's how I gather it. I will say DC is very good about that. They're like, okay, relative age-wise, this is where we need to be. And right. Marvel... Marvel says, eh, time is relative. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll figure it out later. If it makes sense, great. If it doesn't, great. <laughs> right. Because Marvel has a sliding timeline. That's what it's called. Um, mm. A sliding timeline where all the events have happened because they haven't rebooted. But when the, like the, the details of those events have changed, like maybe like the X-Men aren't hanging out with Ronald Reagan because that would make sense. But maybe they hung out with uh, Clinton. No, that's even too far back. Maybe they, I mean, they hung out with George, probably wouldn't hang out with George W. Bush, but still like the 2000s, right? Like it's fair to say that the DC universe and the Marvel universe started in the 2000s. Yeah. Captain America came out of ice in the 2000s sometime, some point. I think that that's a good, um, I mean, considering the state of modern comics right now, I think that the 2000s is a great, general vague starting point yeah um everybody that comes into the shop that's like hey you know where do i start with this and that and the other thing and i want to know everything i'm like go to the 2000s this this run or this run or this run and you know you say that and they're all early 2000s yeah which means 2010 is when the when the x-men came out 2010 is is when they started appearing in in the marvel world yeah, if, if we're going by the 10 years or 12 <laughs> years or 15 that, yeah. years or whatever, yeah, maybe. I don't know. You have to judge it by, on both of these companies, you have to judge it by the characters that do age because they try very hard to make Superman and Batman not age. But DC yeah. has aged them up recently because he, they've given them kids and they're moving forward with their life, 
which is cool. Wally has gotten older. Oh, so yeah, you have to judge it by the Teen Titans in the DC universe. That's how you judge how much time has passed. Dark Crisis does. Like, I really hope Dark Crisis really just says all the feel bad saying it, but like all the old people, you're done. New <laughs> the the legacy characters come on out, do your thing for at least like five years. If you could do it our time, five years. Five years? Yes, our time. Holy! I want a whole reboot on it. Like, I'm tired of hearing about Clark. Bruce is is done. He's not. He's no longer a billionaire, so I don't care. Clark you know? is doing amazing <laughs> stuff though. Like Clark is on War World, yeah. trying to free War World in action that's comics. Great. He's not in, like, he's not on Earth. Yeah, so he's doing his own you're saying, you're saying progress them forward. You don't have to yeah. kill them off to do that, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm yes. with you. They don't have to die. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to accept. Just put him, go ahead and start the casket, you know, get on in. <laughs> yeah. I I'm I have not been a fan of Dark Crisis because uh, I don't know where it's going and what the point is. But also, yeah. like, you know it's going to be temporary. Like yep, John Stewart, John Stewart just got a power boost and then he dies in this. So I'm like, no, he just got a power boost. He's going to come back soon. My friend put it uh, very well. Uh, she said, Dark Crisis feels like it doesn't know where it's going. No. Or that if it does know where it's going, it's not going to tell you, which I don't know which way is worse. It, I think it's if it does know where, where it's going, it's definitely worse because like, you're not doing a good job conveying it. And if like a mystery is good, if you keep giving me like little tiny clues to 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 nab on, right? Like to to, yeah. to pull myself forward. But if you give me nothing, it's like I don't care about this mystery. Then yeah, they've not um, hooked me on the whole pariah thing. No, yeah. at all. Yeah. Like pariah sucks. Nobody cares about pariah. <laughs> like. Ooh. Hot takes. <laughs> nobody, nobody under the age of sixty cares about Pariah. He's watching you right now. Just destroy his world. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pariah, Pariah just sucks. There's hasn't been a good, like anything with Pariah. Pariah, he he peaked and fell during Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that's it. So you'd have to have grown, like, been a avid comic book reader when Crisis on Infinite Earths happened to care about Pariah. Yes, imagine you just started reading books. You just started reading DC books two years ago, and then yeah. you get pariahs. Like, right. Is this? Yeah, I, there was no build up to this event. There was no, this is why you should care that pariah is involved. They just assumed you to know, Yeah. which sometimes is okay, but the execution of this has proven that in this case, it is not. Yeah, yeah. There's a similar character in Psycho Pirate. Both of them were, were big parts of the uh, Cries on Infinite Earths. But when Psycho Pirate pops up in continuity, it's always a surprise. And he's like the only one who like remembers the crisis and whatever, or like whatever. And you get a quick appreciation for him because he does something like crazy. Because, you know, you know, Psycho Pirate, right? With the mask. Yeah. He has the Medusa mask and, it, you know, whatever. But like Pariah pops in and you're like, who is this Shakespearean looking guy? Like, why does he have shirt ruffles and like whatever? <laughs> what is he doing i think that there's something to be said for um being able to bring back a character and knowing how to write them um i'm gonna point to my favorite author and artist combo tom king and mitch jared's with uh strange adventures and mr miracle mm. um, before they wrote those i really did not care uh, about mr miracle about adam strange yeah it just wasn't on my radar and they made me care they gave them a layer of 
depth that um, I didn't see as a reader, but they clearly did. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. there was an opportunity for that with Pariah that has been sorely missed. Are those books canon? I think no. Uh, no. Yes and no. So, okay. So Human Target, that's the one he's working on right now that hasn't had a new issue in a long time. Uh, I think it's on break, but yeah. that one's not canon. And I like it, but I don't like, there's one thing that they did recently that made me feel really bad. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. Uh, do <laughs> um, but then the, I don't know about Adam Strange and I, or Strange Adventures. And I don't know, Mr. Miracle was supposed to be in continuity, but also it, it's just one of those like out of time, timeless stories where it just happens. It is what it is. Strange Adventures was, is kind of hard to take if it is in continuity. Okay, it's so it probably is. I don't think it is. Is it Black Label? Was it Black Label? It was so. Black Label. So then that's most, if not, most, if not all of Black Label is out of continuity. Okay. Yeah. You know, it yeah. is what it is. Um, are you guys reading Human Target? No, I, but I, I do have a friend that keeps pushing it on me. And I'm like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> everybody, every other person who's reading it at the comic shop has told me to pick it up. So I'm waiting for that, that you know, golden uh, nugget trade to drop so I can actually It'll read it. It'll be through. forever. It'll be forever. Yeah, I know. I'll be waiting here, you know, 12 years down yeah. the line. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, 12 years down the line, that's better than Doomsday Clock. You know, remember when oh that got God. delayed? Oh, God. Yes, because I was still working in the shop at that point. And yeah. I, how many questions I got about number nine, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, and it, I mean, it messed up the whole DC timeline because I know that they wanted to like fix certain things with rebirth and whatever, and then they just couldn't, and then Doomsday Clock and whatever, and they hinge. I I feel like Doomsday Clock changed the way both companies did events, mm-hmm. um, because DC does events now where they have two issues of the event, and then they have like zigzagging through other titles as part of the event so they'll have an alpha and an omega issue and Mm -hmm. then you could technically just read those two issues and but then it does have a reading order where it goes through so trial of the amazons did that where they had a trial of the amazons number one and number two but really it went like trial of the amazons number one newbie newbie on the amazons wonder woman wonder girl Nubia and the Amazons, Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl, and then I'm still salty they canceled Wonder Girl. Yeah, me too. I'm still salty. They are coming out with the annual, but it's like, why? Like, I think they're gonna. Are you gonna relaunch? I think they're gonna relaunch. I heard there was. I heard that the original author of Wonder Girl, although I thought she did a good job, I'm not Brazilian. Um, that but that Brazilians were upset because she's not Brazilian and she made choices that weren't culturally not appropriate i don't think she like did anything inappropriate but that it wasn't culturally accurate that's yeah. fair with I, their portrayal of the gods and stuff like that i don't know that's what i heard that's what i heard happen i mean i would, I would assume that she did her her research maybe she talked to somebody that you know back and forth you know to make sure she's doing all right but i mean if she did or she didn't i don't know um but like you said, I, I was enjoying the story. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not in that culture, so yeah. I I can't say too much to the offensiveness, offensive nature of it. So I know yeah. that what she said on a convention panel was that she loved being able to write the character and bring 
that character into the world but that her greatest wish in leaving the book and that it getting canceled was that the next person to write it would actually be brazilian or more familiar with the culture than she yeah. was which is fine i think I, I think that's good i think it's kind of like miles morales is what like one of my favorites he started off with bendis i like bendis but yeah. bendis got the ball rolling with his star power great but then you get actual people from the culture to write it that's the best thing hand it off to someone you know yeah. But that doesn't always work out either. I mean, we we all I didn't read it, but uh, we all saw the news on what if Miles. I I have my theory on what happened there. (laughs) It doesn't always work. (laughs) Oh, I would love to hear your theory, Dimitri. Okay, so (laughs) this is my theory. I think that Marvel tried to do a good job with the hiring of that writer. Um, And what's up to Derpy Gaming out there on YouTube? Um, Thank you so much for watching. Uh, My theory on this is Marvel tried to do their best. And but they made a misstep. And here I'll I'll tell you what the misstep (laughs) is. So lately, Marvel and DC have been trying to hire writers of that culture to write specific stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Especially with their Marvel voices. They have the whole thing. They have writers on staff with DC. They have also um, a similar anthology series to Marvel voices. They have the writers on staff. They have it. When it comes to Miles Morales, Miles Morales was created by a white guy, Bendis. But um, Bendis, I feel, it's not a be-all, end-all, but Bendis has at least one or two uh, uh, adopted uh, uh, Black kids. It's not a be-all, end-all. It is what it is. Bendis is still white. So Bendis writes Miles Morales as a Black character. But Miles Morales is Mm Afro-Latino, right? Even though in the book, he is written as half Puerto Rican, half uh, African-American, Bendis writes him the way he feels or the way he knows as like a black kid in Queens, Queens, Brooklyn, que- Queens, right? No, I don't think it's. Queens. I think he's from Brooklyn. Is Brooklyn Brooklyn. okay? I think I, I get Brooklyn. it confused with the different Spider Man and with Steve Rogers. Which one's from which? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, point being is so then it gets handed off uh, over time to to black writers, um, uh, Afro Latino writers, Latino writers, right? Because they're all hitting different aspects of the character. Um, problem is the writer on this. What if? Thor is half Jewish, half Hispanic of some sort. I don't, I don't know the specific. And he's writing Miles as a black character. Yeah. He's not tapping into his own uh, Latino side to give it some sort of uh, uh, accuracy. He's just, no, Miles Morales is black, which Mm -hmm. I have seen a, it's problematic. I have seen it from a from a content creator or two on TikTok where they say that uh, Miles Morales is not Afro Latino. He's just he's just black. He doesn't count. He doesn't count as Latino. And it's this weird erasure uh, stuff. So I've seen that for content creators. Oh, wow. I don't know about this writer on this series, statement. but I think that uh, yeah. I mean, he got. I I, I won't say because uh, he follows me. I don't follow him. Um, uh but uh i think that says i think that says enough (laughs) yeah yeah. uh so anyway so this this writer is half hispanic half jewish and he wrote the character as black which means he's not writing from a point of accuracy or Mm -hmm. or or you know um you know whatever and so i think there was a problem there so i think marvel did a misstep of hiring this guy and i think that this guy did something wrong but 
I don't think it's a big, I think it's a big deal, but I don't think it's, um, I think Marvel did their best, but then misstepped because they were like, oh yes, a writer of color. Oh yes, he is Hispanic. But there's a nuance to it that is lost. For me, it's like the, the editors. Yeah. Right, like you, he wrote it fine, whatever. He thought he was doing the best job that he was doing. Yeah. And then he passed it on, hey, can you check my work? And they were like, yeah. Awesome. Those are the ones that that messed up. That's You're right. messed up. Not not the writer, because they could have been like, "Hey, this is not okay. Right. Do it again. Do better." And he would have done better. But the editors were just like, "This is amazing. We're gonna make so much money off of this." Right. <laughs> or or they pushed. Or yeah, that also brings up a pa- fact that like we need editors of color too. Yeah. Right. We need yeah. more marginalized communities in every single level. Because it that. goes to the editors, and if, if it's an editor that just is like, oh, yeah, this seems cool. It seems funky fresh. That, that can that know a good story. It doesn't have to be, like, of color or anything. But, like, yeah, I, I don't I didn't read it, so I can't really, really say, put my judgment behind it. It, but was, it was hard to read. I don't think it was a good story. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not an editor. I didn't go to school for this. But yeah. if I read that, I would be like, um, I'm so sorry, but please redo it that's not yeah. a story I'm, yeah. i don't want to read this <laughs> like, uh, unless the editor is just like oh yeah this is what the hip-hop kids are doing today <laughs> you know like that's the problem too right they don't if they don't understand yeah then that editor must be silk and must have just gotten out of the bunker from the 90s because oh, that's God. the problem though <laughs> a lot of editors and a lot of writers in all these companies are old straight white men a lot of them so then they're like, yep, hip hop, funky, fresh. I went to the store the other day and I went <laughs> like, that's, that's this, what rap this is. This is how the, the youth is talking these days. Yes, it's fine. hammer time. All the references <laughs> in What If Thor were just like old and weird. It's hammer by time. Odin, by Odin's beard. <laughs> like by Odin's fate. By Odin's fate. fate yeah. There you go, Odin's fate. If, if you've never read the, I'm going to say resignation letter from Wayne McDuffie to Marvel. That is the, I love it because it is so passive aggressive. It is terrifying. Looking it up now. Um, (laughs) This is back back in the nineties, I would assume. Yes, yes. And it's it's just a scathing review of, oh, so we talk like we're, you know, 30 years ago and you, and all the black kids have to have afros and be on skateboards. And that's how you make a good black character, right? Right. That's it. Have I made my point? Like that's basically what his whole letter was. Yeah. And then he went on to do milestone with um, his business partners. Yeah. Because, because the same problem was happening. And then he went back to DC. Uh, well, that's so that was Marvel, and so then he went back, I guess, back to DC. Went to DC for the first time. I don't so know. So they own. It's creator owned. Yeah. But they publish under DC. Yeah. But then so, he went to write for D, like DC proper. Yeah. Because yeah. they actually respect it. They listened to him and yeah. they're like, hey. Even though they didn't appreciate Milestone at the time. This is neither here nor there. This is a crazy, like. <laughs> We've we'll, gotten so. It's off. like, we'll, we'll save we'll save some of this for another podcast, you know? <laughs> uh, but um, what was I going to say? Oh, just a side note, because I keep telling people and I don't know who knows and who doesn't. Dwayne McDuffie and Keegan-Michael Key are half brothers. And Keegan-Michael Key only found out after Dwayne's passing that they shared a father. Oh, my God. It's a real real thing. 
that's pretty cool that's amazing yeah what, how did I, I mean i don't know expect you to know details and stuff but like how does how does he how do you go from point a to point b like oh this person passed away and now you are you do you an ancestry.com test <laughs> you get the results it might, like right it after? might be an ancestry.com kind of related no. thing but i know that there was an interview with key uh with key michael key stating that he had a famous half brother he never knew existed and then after he passed he found out and he said he the the guy wrote comics and so like through all the, the he never says him by name but he threw all the things it's like it's Dwayne McDuffie. We, we hear you. We hear you. <laughs> yeah. Also, think about prominent black writers who passed away recently. Like at that time, there yeah. weren't. You know. And yeah. so narrowed down the list. Yeah. The list gets narrowed. So yes. So they are half brothers, and they shared. Uh, they have a, a father in common. Um, and I thought that was uh, that's super interesting. That's a little Dwayne McDuffie fact. Um, we're gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> Hellfire Gala last year was spanned a bunch of comics and that's how this started yes <laughs> i don't know i don't know how we got here but we got here oh because we're talking about events and stuff right and we're yes. talking about like oh okay so hellfire gala i thought this year didn't do much because they just had a one shot but last year's hellfire gala was spanned a bunch of issues it was super fun i know that a lot of us on tiktok were like having fun with the costumes and talking about it and like, if you go back enough on my TikToks, I created a Hellfire outfit. It was dumb. It's just a, it's dumb. It, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like specifically search for that later because yeah, I want to yeah. see. Yeah, it's it's Hellfire Galas are overproduced thirst traps. That's kind of what Hellfire Gala like. Well, you're gonna look at Gambit's outfit. And you're gonna tell me that? Okay. I, well, I'm gonna try to bring purely, that up again, but uh, but yes. It's, it's purely for the the cosplay possibilities, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. There were some really good ones last year, like real like cosplayers taking the Hellfire Gala costumes and like making them into cosplay. And that's amazing. It was uh, it was like really good. And then the way they did it, there's a by the way, there's a cover of Wolverine and Jean Grey dancing, and he's like a foot yes. shorter than her, and it looks amazing. I, I saw it when it was up yeah. the first time, and I was like, I tried my hardest not to laugh because. That's just the best. Yeah, and then we got Gambit's thought outfit. You know, just a just a. You won't go up like that. What are you talking about? Like he just. I mean, woke up late. he had to go. Yeah. I mean, it is literally like a jacket, pants that have like an X suspender, and then that's it. No shirt. Oh, you know, Rogue was like, and that's what you're wearing. Really? <laughs> he doesn't have to worry anymore about like accidentally touching Rogue. So like, he's just like, yeah, all that skin. <laughs> You know, mon cher. Um, <laughs> Making up for last time. And and this time, at least the Avengers dressed up because last year the Avengers were just like peasants because they came they in their know. work uniforms. Yeah, they didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I'm X Men over Avengers, like oh, so, type of person. So, who's your favorite outfit from this gala? So, I really do like, from a strictly fashion sense, I do like. Um, uh emma frost outfit this year versus last year mm. um mostly because like emma frost sometimes is drawn like a stripper which is fine but i also think she also has this other side of her which is like i just want the most classiest of fabric and like i don't know they they flip-flop sometimes with emma frost and the, there's a nice medium ground and i think that this year was was pretty good um i don't know if you guys had had any uh 
torn between Magic and Wolverine. Do you call her Magic? Magic? I think that is it. Is it not? Is I think it's it just magic. magic. I think it's just magic. Oh, oh. I, I mean, that's, that's fine too. Magic, though. Magic. I like. I like <laughs> hearing Magic. That was good. I was like, who the hell is? Because it also <laughs> sounds like Mystique. There's like Mystique and Magic. No, that is that is canon. Magique. Okay, that all is, right, cool. Don't Magic is wrong. No, that's that's good. I like that. Thank you. I was a little bit. Yeah, like, my favorite part that's... about the Hellfire Hellfire Gala is learning how to say Majik's name. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if that's right now. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> we just made history. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. It's canon here. <laughs> uh, last year, my favorite outfit was Sink. Sink's outfit last year was like really good. Sink's outfit pretty, this year, eh. Pretty sure last year my favorite was uh, Nightcrawlers. And then I forget this year. This year. My favorite cover is Wolverine uh, X-23. Uh, I think she looks badass in that yellow background and stuff. I think that was really cool. But I don't know about outfit. I, I, I haven't even looked on it. Yeah. So, um, uh, she has a really neat, um, I'm going to say it's very modern fashion, but like actual wearable clothing mm-hmm. um, that is very yellow and black and sparkly oh, and pretty. And yeah, yeah, Laura, she just she just killed it. Yeah. Um, I uh, like Scarlet Witch's outfit. Um, yeah, oh yeah, and also my future, my future wife Polaris. I've, <laughs> I've, I. This is something that I've, I've discovered recently is that my goal in life is to marry Polaris and become Magneto's son-in-law. That's that's you, an you admirable really want that, though. Like I don't know. Everybody want... wonders. Everybody's like, "Do you really want that?" And I'm like, first things first. To be eligible, I have to be a mutant. So let me. I'll be a mutant, and I'll be on Krakoa. And uh, I'm living my best life, you know? There you yeah. go. Uh, Polaris had a really good outfit this year, you know? Um, I have to look it up. I yeah. Didn't see it. Um, yeah they just didn't get to make a big deal about the Hellfire Gala this year. As opposed to last year, was, it was a bigger deal. I think that was smart, though, because imagine having to step it up every year, having to beat yourself every single year, do it better, do it better. Yeah. There's, you're going to disappoint. No yeah. matter what. So, hey, let's just go back. We started really big. We're going to go down to the bottom. And now we can do a little bit better every time. You know, I would we love down. for them to do another lookbook, though. Because, mm. I mean, even if they just did, like, here's all of the looks for the Hellfire Gala yeah. in the past two years, I would buy that, like, twice over. Yeah. <laughs> um. Be, yeah. Last, last year, the big reveal is that they terraformed Mars. Mm-hmm. And it's been a year since then. Um. Lee, what was the big reveal in this one? Was there was a big the, reveal? Oh, God. I feel like that's what was going to happen, but I, I, I didn't read it. Oh, I remember what the reveal is. Yes, please tell me, because I'm drawing a blank. The reveal happened before this, and this is the repercussions of the world finding out that the mutants have the resurrection protocol. Yes. And oh, so yeah. there's, there's fallout from this, and then in this issue, Moira infiltrates the Hellfire Gala, through Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. Mary I'm Jane. still not sure if Mary Jane is alive or not. She mm. is. They, they uh oh, in the next amazing Spider-Man issue, they're gonna deal with it. Oh, thank God. It ties in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Emma looks fabulous. Um, mm. she's looking really good. Um, and then at the end of this issue, Moira meets with meets with uh the Eternals. Yeah. Because so Moira just a villain now? Like she's just out yeah. to get all the mutants. Wow. That's, that's she's because the mutants kind of 
she screwed over the mutants, the mutants screwed her over. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah. You know? Basically what they said this issue is she has lived so many lives mm. and remembers all of them that it's just cracked her brain. She's yeah. tired of mutants. She's tired of all of this. Right. Because yeah. it's always the same struggle, same fight, same problem that she's trying to solve. And I don't think but she has, lo- she doesn't have loyalty to anyone other <laughs> than her scientific experiment essentially right she chose right. how to live her life every single life so like that's your fault but there's inevitabilities i think she's dealing with she's like ah there's inevitabilities i don't want there to be you know uh, right um this ties in then with immortal x-men number four which i read a lead and read right i did not so okay. i'm excited to hear your uh feedback. this this one is this one is my pick of the week i i I didn't say it earlier because I was like, let's let's do this organically, you know? Mm. Um, ooh, ooh, that variant cover with Emma on this. I don't know if you guys saw that. Well, there's a couple actually, and they're all great. Yes. But uh, I was looking at, is it a, is it Phil Noto? Noto, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I passed up on it, but I, I held it in my hands in the bookstore. I was like, yes, no, yes, no. And eventually I said no, but I kind of regret it now. Said no, right. You never say no to the Noto. <laughs> No, don't do it. I don't, don't do that. it. Uh, <laughs> Emma's not my type, but some of these covers are. <laughs> that is a that is an excellent way to put it. <laughs> she's not. She's not my type. I'm. I yeah. am like. You realize no. we're, we're recording this, so we can show this to to Magneto in the future. Yeah. Know, well, like... Magneto needs to know I'm faithful to Polaris. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. So, so so in in this issue. Oh, is that what you're gonna ask? Oh, I was gonna say. So we need to start planning that now. You know, <laughs> I, I need to. I need to figure out what happened to my X gene because I need it. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, in Immortal X Men number four, uh, because of X Men number whatever that happened last week or the week before. By the way, because of Hellfire Gala, the X Men comics came out like the next ones came out like a week after. Like Sabretooth 4 and 5 came out a week later. And then X-Men Red came out two weeks later and they don't have issues this month. It's this weird thing. They needed to like finish off some storylines so you can get to Hellfire Gala. It was weird. Um, X-Men, on the other hand, revealed that... You guys cool with the reveal? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Stasis is Mr. Sinister. It maybe happened a couple months ago. But Dr. Stasis is Mr. Sinister, and he has a club on his head, and he claims that he never put the X, he's the original, untouched by, like, genetic experiments. Like, he does not have a mutant gene in him, unlike the Sinister that we know. What? Yes. And that he's the original. (laughs) But here's the problem. It, they, they, uh, the only two people who know that is Scott and Gene. And then they tell Emma in the Hellfire Gala. And then in Immortal X-Men number four, at the Quiet Council, they confront Mr. Sinister and he goes on the run. Oh, geez. Is, is the one on the council the one with the club on his head? No, the one on the council is the one with the diamond. The one that we've always known has the diamond on his head. But Is that a recent thing with uh, with him, Sinister, like having a diamond and like the suit of cards i guess well that's the weird thing they make fun of it in immortal x-men number four he's like yes i get it there's probably two more out there but like the diamond <laughs> one is the one we've always okay. known because the sinister we always know is has a diamond right yeah and yeah. he has powers and whatever 
Uh, the one with the club is technically a sinister we've never met, but he is the first before he started cloning himself. Like the other ones are just mutant clones, right? It's weird. It's hard to believe just because of the whole House of X and going back. Like, oh, yeah. they're totally going to have to do some kind of reveal of, yeah. yes, this is definitively the guy or no, he himself was a clone yeah. at some point. That's Isn't classic sinister, though, right? Oh yeah. Um, he goes on running. He gets he gets uh, kidnapped, and in AXE Day of Judgment, I'm gonna put those up. Uh, Eve of Judgment, sorry. Um, we figure out who kidnapped Mister Sinister at the end of the Mortal X-Men Four, which is Druig. Leading us into this oh. big Avengers X-Men Eternals tie-in where Druig is like, I'm just gonna kill all the mutants. <laughs> Cause he's like, eh, basically. Wait, did you guys read AXE Eve of Judgment or no? no. I didn't. Okay. Not yet. Basically, I, the premise is is well, the premise of or like what we learned in Eternals, their series, is that every time you bring an eternal back to life, it take mm-hmm. it kills a mortal out there in the world so like a kid will die they'll just drop dead or anyone will just drop dead in order to bring an eternal back to life and so like icarus is like my job is protecting people but every time you bring me back from the dead you kill somebody i don't want to be a part of this and so there's like this whole thing um Basically, this issue was like, oh, yeah, the, there's rules for Eternals, but how you interpret the rules determines, like, you have to follow the rules, but you can interpret it different ways. And so Druig is like, X-Men are deviants, whether you like it or not, kill all deviants. That's my rule. Right. That's essentially the premise of this oh, crossover. What a, when you say that someone else dies, when they, when they come back, someone dies, is it always someone from Earth? Yeah. Because you have a whole universe out there. They're Eternals, and they're not Eternals for only Earth. Are you so pro-killing kind of, aliens, Manny? I'm pro-being unbiased to just Earth, you know? Yes, like, come it, on, is, it is specifically <laughs> Earth, because that's where the Eternals are based, so they're just like, it's Earth. But yes. up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel... So person. Manny is now made by Illuminati vote. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting on my invitation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, those are those three that, like, tie in. Uh, that was a long uh, explanation. But yeah. Well, honestly, that made me really excited to see. I might yeah. actually hop on this event because that makes me really excited to see where it's going. I'm. It seems interesting, but I'm very tired of, like, it's a lot of processing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marauders number like four was the time. same way. I don't know if you guys read it. No, not yet. Um, I, I was on Marauders the first time. Mm. And I jumped off. I haven't. Re-watched. The first run? Yeah, the very first run. That was a good run. This run, <laughs> this run's a little weirder and I don't want to get into it too much. Just like mm. there's a lot of mythos and they're creating new mythos and it's a lot of mythos. The team is cool. They'll be gotcha. okay, but like it's a lot of mythos. You know, you got to mm-hmm. process it all. So it is what it is. I want to know what, what you two did read. So we can, we can, instead of just me talking about everything that I read that nobody else read. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, I think like my, my other top book, 
it's it's an indie it's called slumber but i don't know if yeah. you guys meant that uh, I did not. I also want to save time for for eight billion genies number three because I did tag the writer and the artist in an Instagram story saying we're going to talk about it today. Hey, uh, I'm nice. ready to talk about it. You know, uh, but slumber. No, tell me about slumber though. Well, I was going to say, uh, have have any of you like even read the series one or two, three or anything like that? Not yeah. yet. It keeps popping up like in my radar, but I haven't so touched I it. I definitely recommend it then, because um, I'm not going to talk about five specifically, but basically it's just a story about your main character is a dream hunter, and she oh. has clients come in kind of like, she's kind of like a psychiatrist, let's just put it that way, uh, and what she does is she puts people to sleep and then connects a machine to them, and uh and then she like walks into their world, like their dream world, and she literally just kills the nightmares. Like they go to her to say, I have nightmares, I can't go to sleep, I haven't slept for days. So she goes in there and she kills their nightmares, and then they're they're uh, healed. You know, they don't have any more nightmares anymore. But on her end, she's not just doing that for money or anything like that. She's actually looking for a specific nightmare that has ties with her personally she's been searching for this nightmare for five years and then i think it's an issue yeah an issue one you realize she found or either she found the the nightmare she's looking for or the nightmare found her you know you got to figure that out you got to make your own assumptions and in this one she's getting closer and closer um i don't want to give it away i I, don't want to give it away is it worth is it worth me because like i talk about this a lot i read a lot of dc and a lot of marvel but it takes a lot for me to read an indie book. Eight Billion Genies oh. is one of those. I'm along for the ride. I'm in it to win it. But is this is this one worth me picking up? I'll put it this way. You're, <coughs> you're, um, you're burnt out with Marauders because there's so much mythos and stuff like that. Here, this is five issues of just five issues of history. Like, okay. <laughs> that's it. Like, there is nothing that you need to go back and learn. There's nothing. Nobody no secrets that you should have known before you even started reading the series or anything like that. Like you just, everything you need to know is in the first issue and moving forward. Okay. Uh, It's definitely worth it. I think it's a great story. Um, It's got like a little bit of horror vibes, but it's got comedy in it within it. Um, Like she'll kill random creatures in the, uh, in the dream world. And people will be like, that's kind of messed up, you know? And she's like, they're just dreams. Like, what do do I care? I don't, I don't need to like, be nice to them I, can, right. I just need to do my job and that's it okay and, and very like sandman partners. vibes <laughs> very sandman vibes honestly i haven't read sandman but i'm gonna agree with you <laughs> yeah if that if that's what it takes for you to read this book then i agree it's very sandman oh <laughs> you don't have to sell me on indies i love <laughs> being able to go into an indie title and just knowing like this is it this is all the history i need uh yeah. the exception being crossover of course but yeah okay all right <laughs> no uh but no yeah that's that's pretty much the the rundown of slumber it's she's a she's a nightmare hunter and she's she's got some killing to do all right uh i want to i want to tackle eight billion genies number three because i know we all read it right we all read it yes and uh i want to tackle that and then we'll get to some of the other ones uh the, the other stragglers that that we read um Eight billion genies. I was I was on it since the beginning. <laughs> oh, three whole months ago, you know. Um, <laughs> I was a fan since day zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just because the premise alone, I was like, wait, no, was I there from day one, or did somebody recommend it to me? 
I think me and you talked about it on one what, of these comic books. Was it was it issue one? Yeah, it was issue one. Because because you did a video. Uh, I think it was me and uh, D Comic Queen. I think it was her. Okay, yeah. Where we uh, talked about what would your wish be, and I just couldn't think of. Okay, anything. so I wasn't on. <laughs> we were on in on in day one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you can put that as a tagline. Yeah. Day we were one. in on from day one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ape, uh, how is everybody feeling about Ape Bill and Genies? Honestly, um, it's one of those that every t- issue that I've picked up, I'm like, okay, this one's going to be the one that I drop it, right? This is going to be the one where they drop the ball and they I'm not it. interested anymore. Yeah. And then I read it and I'm like, dang it. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the opposite. I feel bad saying that. No, okay. Uh, like I... I'm in it for the ride. I'm going to get all eight books. I've been excited about it. Still excited about it. Still like it. But each issue, I keep losing a tiny bit of interest. Interest. What is the main plot here? I can't, I cannot summarize what the main plot. We got a lot of subplots, which is great. Mm. I am very excited to find out what the kid is going to do, right, uh, with his wish. And, and then we see it in this issue. Uh, we got the uh, the um, the Asian family and what he's gonna do. Like when he when he wished for that, I want to prepare for anything. That was really cool. We got the um, the bartender is very mysterious. Why is he so ready for for this apocalypse? Yeah. And then also like what are the what's the genie's goal? You know, like they yeah. obviously are trying to get gather all this data. They've done this before. What is their goal? So that's like you think they've done this before. They, they talk about it all the time. Like, they're, they're just like, yeah, we they, this has happened before. And they could be talking about, like, what's happened currently. What's yeah, happened I think it's what's happening currently. We, I, I don't feel think like you've gotten any clues. clues. They could have, yeah. I think I think they, they you know, get something from this. Um, what it is, we don't know. But that's just four things off the top of my head that don't feel like main plot stories. They feel more like subplots, which are very interesting all on, on their own. But yeah. What is the point? I think there's going to be a payoff. I think there's going to be a definite. Exactly. I think they're going to stick the landing. I hope so. Yeah. By the way, we're not forced to say good things just in case, just in case they're, they're watching, but you know, (laughs) or we give our, you know, our honest truth on this, but like, um, I've been digging it this whole time and every issue, I feel we get a little bit more information. Mm -hmm. Like in this, they talk about remnants that was really cool. You know, yeah. and it's yeah. like, okay, so, oh, is the whole point of the remnants that your wish dies with you, essentially, like a little bit after you? So Essentially, yeah. So people who wish for a T-Rex to appear and then get eaten by their own T-Rex, the T-Rex will probably eat a couple other people and then disappear in a so little basically- bit basically this is saying within a hundred years or something unless someone wished for immortality the earth is going to go back to to normal within a hundred years all these people are going to die out their wishes are going to go away wait why a hundred years i'm i'm just saying because humans oh. usually don't live more than a hundred years you know? so like, yeah and we had that guy who who wished himself young again yeah so, so... but he could still die he, he didn't wish for mortality so when right. he dies he dies um that might be that might if 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 I if I'm correct in saying that they've done this before, they might have done it a hundred years ago. You know, maybe 150 years ago they did this. The world changed, blah blah, blah and then all the wishes. Then people forgot. 
maybe maybe the last wish was i i wish everyone forgot about this or or they're genies and they can do it if they want to they can just say everyone forgets right or maybe it's not a forget maybe it's just a reset yeah i mean it could be that they yeah like you said a reset it could just be those are the folklore that we grew up with you know and speaking of me saying like they they get something from this it does look like they appreciate good wishes like they yeah get, like when it's a good wish like hey you really put some thought into this thank you for that wish but when it's like hey i wish for t-rex to appear there's like fine whatever and they do it so i i want to know more about the genes too it's like even though i feel like it's a subplot i i am very interested in that it starts off with the the climate change guy right yeah but then they say something weird in the in it where he's yeah. like he's like so what what does it say? Um, he saved the world, but then he sees Santa get eaten by the by the moon. Yeah, it says that that particular approach has appeared in less than one percent of the climate related wishes. It's smart, consider it done. I think it's safe to say that climate change is no longer the primary existential threat to humanity. Enjoy the show. I think was he just stating that like the world is going to end because you have a moon that has a mouth and then you have all these random things that are appearing. So like climate change isn't really that big of a deal. But also he says that it appeared in less than 1% of climate related wishes. So he's appreciating the wish. But we also established last issue that wishes can contradict each other and then they'll just balance out. Right. Mm -hmm. So why do they already have data on the wish of climate change. Well, climate change could be anything, right? It could it could be like is one percent means that it doesn't contradict with anything? Like it's outside the parameters. So like the things that are more common, they those are canceling mm-hmm. out, right? I wish the world ended, and I wish for world peace cancels out. Those get thrown away. But that his, but his wish actually went through. Game. You know, like even it's a, let's just say there's five wishes and three of them get thrown away, they get canceled on each other out or whatever. It's still part of the data. Still three-fifths of this related wish is blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's true. But I would assume his yeah. wish went through. His, I think yeah. they're just stating that his wish did go through. It was not canceled out because of the wording right. of the wish. But it just goes back to my curiosity of like, what what are they getting from this? Why yeah. are they so, why are they getting, gathering, gathering all this data and, and, putting it down to percentages and stuff like that. Like, yeah. It's interesting. It's very, very, and I, so I know that another thing that, about this book is I'm seeing a lot of people talk about it now because Amazon picked it up and I, I, that just really bothers me. I'm just like, it's, it's just a good book, you know, like stop trying to speculate. Yeah, Cause most of the people I see hyping it up are, I, are people that I know are speculators. You know, like I know that you're just trying to sell the 20 books that you just bought, you know, like that's what you want to do. So it, it hurts me because I, I do enjoy this book and I wanted to get that fame, but it also, I'm just salty about it. <laughs> if I can give you a grain of optimism, everybody that's come into my shop has not been speculating. They've been yes. reading it and enjoying it. So that's, that's awesome. That's I mean, great. this show and like us as content creators and as people, we're like, we're for the love of the culture, right? Like, like, sure, maybe we, we you know, Manny's collecting all those variants for you know who knows, but yes. <laughs> we're reading the these, stuff. 
you know i'll sell these in like 30 years i told my wife that and she still doesn't believe me like i'm not gonna sell any of my products yeah i'm never gonna sell anything i but- uh I, I i'm the same way like i i collect it to read it and to display it but i don't collect to sell i don't re- resell there's only one thing that i have that i'm going to be re- like i'm going to be selling soon somebody hit me up on facebook marketplace i have a lego set of guardians of the galaxy volume 2 of the ship and it's appreciated in value because those lego sets appreciate like crazy um and so like i got it for free Cause I already had it and a friend got it for me for my birthday. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep it in the box and sit on it for, I mean, it's been five years. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it's appreciated in value. It's probably got like, I think it's gone up maybe four times, five times its price. Like it's listed price. So anyway, the point being is I, I still feel, I still feel bad that I'm going to sell it. No, and I don't have, have sellers regret most likely, but it is what it is. It's going for a good amount. So I think I need, I think I need the money now. So I'm like, okay. Uh, but I <laughs> yeah. feel bad selling anything. I'm like, ah. No, I do also want to make it clear that I am 100% not gatekeeping. I, as much as I don't want you to like, like it just because it's a show, you know what? It's bringing you into the comic world. Right. I'm still going to be like, yo, you, you're interested in it? Here, here's the first book. Read it. Right. Here, go, go, go uh, find out all about this world. So as much as I don't like it, I also do like it. And I can't wait to watch the show. Hopefully, yeah. Amazon, I mean, Amazon did a great job with uh, Invincible. So yeah, really hope they do a great job with this. See, what I'm hearing is you don't like it when people try to artificially inflate the price of the story. That's what I'm like. Yes. Right. You like it when people want to join and find out more and read it. And yeah. Which is which is fair. That's a don't fair thing. For monetary gain come in for the knowledge of this beautiful and the enjoyment right (laughs) yeah and then join yeah and then now i have somebody else to talk to about comics and (laughs) yeah you know it's kind of how people feel about scalpers like stop scalping tickets when people uh rush in at, at, at like a toy release they'll go into target and they'll just grab all the toys yeah. off the shelf and it's like a kid who wants those toys won't get it and then they resell it for a crazy amount because they've artificially uh increased the value of that thing yeah. lee didn't get uh the the second issue because you know a lot of people i don't i don't want to say that all the people that bought your that book were uh speculators but uh it's uh, actually partially my own fault um, <laughs> i read so i get excited about things and i'll read an issue and i'll be like what do you mean you're not reading this well you're not reading eight billion genies right now I can't oh, tell yeah. you about it. You need to read it. And I'll hype it up and I'll hype it up and people will actually buy the first issue. And then first issues to second issues, there's all, always a drop off. Um, but we had more people buy the second issue than the first <laughs> issue because I wouldn't shut up about it. That so. would be my problem working at a comic book shop is that like the line would be so long because I'd be talking to the person in front like, yeah, no, well, tell me what you like. To, oh yeah you should definitely be reading like i would not shut up i would just be like no to explain this i also got to tell you about this and if you want to know about this i also got to tell you about this storyline here and they'd be like hey can we move the line along like no this is important <laughs> see my favorite <laughs> thing is when somebody comes in and they're like no no i'm just here for that person like a mom or a yes. girlfriend or something oh. I'm like, okay what do you like to watch what do you like to read and they'll be like, well, I like Supernatural. I'll be like, okay, have you read Swamp Thing? Oh, no. You, no. Like, would you would you recommend Supernatural? <laughs> Swamp Thing to Supernatural? 
It depends on why they watch Supernatural. That's the question. Yes. That's the question. <laughs> like once we get into like, okay, so you like Supernatural. Do you like it more for the boys? Do you like it more for the monsters? Do you like it more for what about it do you like? And then we get into this conversation of why they like that. And then I can go from there and be like, have you tried Swamp Thing? Have you tried Hellblazer? Have you tried Preacher? Like yeah. these might be good for you. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that that's that's a good question. Uh, I I would say, like, what would you guys recommend to a person who watches Supernatural for the boys? I mean, obviously they like the Supernatural stuff, right? But they also like right. the two main characters. I'm thinking, like, Fables? Yeah. Um, fables would be good. I'm trying to think. I'm of the belief that comics are for everyone. I try to say that as much as possible, right? There's a comic oh, for, yeah. for your mom. There's a comic for your dad. There's a comic for your neighbor and your sister. Maybe not your dog, but maybe. But like, like there's a comic for everybody. You just got to figure out what they like. And as long as they're written, re- willing to sit down and read something, mm-hmm. you can find a comic that'll work for them. So for Sam and Dean, if you like Sam and Dean, Fables, I think is a wonderful recommendation. If you like Castiel, go read Sandman. <laughs> You know, Sandman or uh, Lucifer or Constantine. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to think of like a uh, a comic that has like you know partners. You know, like the yeah, you know, powers like, maybe. But that one's that one's older. Powers would work, but that you know, I don't. I feel like nobody would walk in and, and want powers today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the problem you run into think, a little bit. I can't think of any like buddy partner. It could be like detectives or whatever of any comic right now. I think all the comics are really either it's a group or it's so uh, just one person. I really liked the second run of Red Hood and the Outlaws. And I honestly, oh. I would recommend that one with and Artemis just, and Bizarro thing, right? because that one was almost a buddy cop between yeah. Artemis and Red Hood. Yeah. Or even oh. Red Hood and Arsenal. That one in the first In the first run? Yeah. 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 Red Hood and Arsenal are very Winchester boys, right? Yeah, because they've got, they even had in the New 52, they had a, a solo run that was Red Hood and Arsenal. Um, not my favorite, not the, not the worst, but it's got that buddy cop feeling of, you or even right like now. the new Hawkeye issues with um, the two of them. Yeah, Hawkeye and Kate. Yep, exactly. Uh, Chip Zdarsky's Matt Murdock is prob is a very like he's a hot he's a hot boy who has angst. Cool, <laughs> people eat that up, you know. Right now, there's two DC ones, so you could go with Batgirls, which has you know Stephanie mm. and Cass. That's true. Um, and then hasn't happened yet, but I'm assuming it's gonna happen. Uh, in Robin, you got uh, Connor Hawk and and Robin and Damien. They yeah. seem like to be getting along pretty well. They're so, probably going to team up. Um, team up all the time, you know? Like, why not? Tim Drake's Please. getting his own series soon, and I think it follows him as a detective. Yep. I, I could be wrong. Am I wrong or right? Nope, you're dead on. Uh, they're actually, I'm so sad. They're canceling Damien's series for Stop. it. What? But they're doing a Robin versus Batman series that's bouncing off of Shadow War and World's Finest. Yeah, but Shadow War wasn't great, so. What? No, it wasn't <laughs> terrible. Robin series is getting canceled? Finest. Robin's getting canceled so that we can have Robin back. (laughs) 
So you know what? Maybe we'll get another title that's called Damien and Connor. I don't <laughs> I, you know, I really think that the, what they're doing with Damien right now is they're trying to allow the character to create his own identity. Yes. Um, which is something that I've heard a lot in fan communities lately of like, yeah, it's really great to see Damien, you know, get so along with everybody. I don't think uh, Robin's <laughs> ending. Really? Did um, they rescind Joshua that? Williamson was... is leaving. Okay. In August. But then it's continuing. Uh, it's It says in, in that 17, he promises to pull Damian Wayne into a shocking new storyline that will test his role as Robin in place in the DCU. And then the new storyline will be written by a new writer. So it's continuing oh, past August. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, okay. There is a Mark Wade. <laughs> Robin versus Batman series coming out that part uh, in September. Okay. No, uh, something like that. Yes, yeah, September, because it's in the previews this month. Okay. So thank so there you. We go. That is the best news I've heard all day. I'm glad because we don't need to choose <laughs> Tim over Damien. I like yeah. them both. I like Tim better, but still, like, Damien has gotten better. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And this book has helped a lot with that. So. This, this book has been good. Uh, I want to know what else um, we can run through real quick. We got uh, about 20 minutes left on the show. Uh, what other what books that you read? Like Lee, uh, what was your, I'm trying to remember what your list was. We, I think we both, I think uh, Manny and I both read Daredevil number one. Okay. We, we talked about it though, right? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, a little bit. A little okay. Bit. Yeah. yeah let's right. get, let's get into the nitty gritty then. How'd it, okay. how'd it go? Um, Manny, did we get into it on how you felt with uh, having read Devil's Reign? Uh, no, but uh, basically, it it just does a, a good job of of moving forward. Like it, you don't need to know anything that happened in Devil's Reign for you to to really enjoy this book because uh, they didn't really even talk about the ending. The only time they really mentioned it was when um, Fisk's son, Matt, yeah, yeah, Matt was talking to his son, pretending to be Mike. Because his son is best friends with Mike, which is Matt's twin brother that he created out of nowhere because of a of a, of a magic stone. I don't know if you guys know that much yeah, yeah, yeah. about the backstory, but uh, basically that that was it. Like that, he was just like, "Yeah, my my dad is still alive. Fisk is still alive. He's on the run," um, and that was the only connection between this Daredevil and and uh, the Devil's Reign. Book. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, like I said, you didn't miss much. You 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 missed why he's on the run and how he got sent packing, which is great. So you should finish Devil's Reign, but okay. it's not necessary. But um, and then immediately after, one of my favorite parts about this, again, I already said that him and and Spider Man get together, but they both have like the same magic thing happening, where it's like if I tell you my identity, you remember everything about me because you knew my identity before. Yeah. So Matt does tell Spider-Man who he is and, uh, and Spider-Man remembers everything immediately, gives him a hug. He's like, oh my God, Matt, you know, like, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, and I was hoping that Spider-Man would have repaid the favor and be like, hey, I'm Peter. But uh, he was like, I can't tell you my secret. <laughs> After what's been going on in the Spider-Man arc though, I, get I it. don't blame him. <laughs> yeah no I, I don't blame him but i really just wanted that bro moment you know so was, eh, oh well 
next time. Um, it better. <laughs> if that happens to Fisk, by the way, in Devil's Reign, yeah, he 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 essentially asks the Purple Man Finger to unlock his memory, and it does. And then he remembers that Matt is is um, Daredevil. Then he goes to Matt's apartment and kills Mike Murdoch, thinking it's Matt. Mm-hmm. And now there's this whole thing of like everybody thinks Matt is the one who died. And Daredevil's just running with it. That's why he's like about to leave the city. He's like, I can leave now. I don't have anything holding me back. Uh, the one thing that was holding him back, I won't completely spoil it, but the one thing that would have held him back, it's not it's not an issue anymore. So is it Kristen like, McDuffie? Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe. 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 Who knows? Okay. Who's that? I've never even heard of this name. Fair. Hmm. Um, uh, all right. So that's you got Chip Zdarsky is writing Batman and Daredevil at the same time. This is the first yep. time we've ever gotten that in comic book history. At the same time as he's releasing public domain, which hmm. is it been good? Yes. Oh, if uh this is an older one, but if you're not reading public domain and you've had something to say about the treatment of the writers and artists of the MCU and how their work mm. isn't being properly credited. Yeah. You should be reading public domain. <laughs> Just even if you were like, Hey, wait, that looks kind of like Matt Fraction's work in Hawkeye, like read public domain. That's, that's all I got to say on that. He's the fact that he's in such a position right now, as this is coming out, um, has gives it that much more weight. Mm. All right. All right. By the way, I forgot that we didn't have comic talk last week. So we didn't technically talk about Dark Crisis number two last week. But, you know, uh, uh, Public Domain, I think, came out the week before. But yeah, anyway. that one's that one's a couple weeks in. Yeah. So, All right. Um, Dark Crisis number two. I'm still not sold on that. Event. <laughs> yeah. No, we touched on it earlier. It, 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 it The art was amazing. Yeah. Art but the story beautiful. is what was the point of Dark Crisis number two? I, yeah. That's what I ask every issue that has come out. What is the point? Are we because trying there's... to prove that John can't put together a team? Because we've proved that he can. It's not canon technically, but deceased. He put together a really good Justice League. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not canon, but still. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was great. No. And yeah. also, you know, I, I get that we're talking about comics, so like the uh, the amount of belief they can get behind this. But Nightwing just got just evaded a bomb. Was didn't completely evade it, but he, he just got hit by a bomb. Basically, he's struggling to get up, runs over, and faces against Deathstroke, who is at one hundred percent health, and manages to beat him. Come on. That, well, he almost that, beats him, right? And but then Deathstroke calls in Cyborg Superman, right? Is that? Yeah. Oh but no, no. That, Deathstroke shoots funny. Nightwing. John blocks it. Then Deathstroke calls in Cyborg Superman to take yeah. John away. But before all of that, they had their little one-on-one battle. And yeah. Deathstroke says, "You beat me. You won the first round. You got like, I just don't. I just don't believe that." <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure Deathstroke was actually like pulling punches. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, what do you want, Deathstroke? Like, you were mad about your son, that which is the Shadow War thing really pissed me off about him being so, like, behind his son. I'm surprised like, he died. 
yeah like you just met this guy and he said I'm your son and you were like yep 100% I love you right you're my boy <laughs> and and then now he's he's saying like I'm gonna go attack the Teen Titans and it's gonna be a revenge thing but then immediately as soon as Pariah says hey fall back he's like okay we're out it just it doesn't align nothing yeah. is aligning right now nothing is also what's not aligning and I'll I'll probably I'm gonna do a TikTok video on my disappointment of Teen Titans Academy but Teen <sighs> Titans Academy was was I don't even think it's the writer's fault. I think it's DC editorial being like, got to get all the series had to get as close as possible to their future state future before you can pivot away. So like a lot of, like a lot of these like series had to do that. Oh, by the way, the tower's not exploded. Right. The t- yeah. The tower's not exploded when Deathstroke and Nightwing fight. No, it's just a bomb going off in the front, in the foreground. Yeah. He's just like within a bomb's range and he just barely makes it out. Yeah. So so like he's still like wobbling to get up. He he attacks another goon, which it's a low level goon. So it's like, whatever, you can be him. It's fine. He just kicks him square in the chest, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, nope, not today. I think that goon's name is Hellhound, I think. He was in the Secret Six comic, I think. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Sorry. Uh, What were we saying? What what did I? Did I? (laughs) Did I? No, no. You're you're good. Uh, That guy's an extra, and then. Yeah. um, But but the fact is, if he does that to to some goons or to like a low level villain, makes complete sense. This is Dick Grayson we're talking about, but Mm. now we're talking about Slade Wilson. Yeah. You don't. You just don't fight Slade Wilson at half strength. Yeah. No. And then you don't do that and then win. Yeah. <laughs> and then make a grandiose speech about, we beat you before. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, you barely beat him before. And that was at full strength with full faculties. And no. If anything, he's, he should be like, can we, give me a second, hold on. <sighs> Let me catch my breath. Let me. Right. <laughs> give me one second. Uh, Deathstroke. I don't know what they're planning with him since like they have Deathstroke Inc. <laughs> and yeah. like, I don't know what the point is. And Deathstroke Inc. started off way different than where Deathstroke is now. And it might as well have just been a Deathstroke series. I talked about this last time, but like, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, super weird. We'll see where Dark Crisis goes. I think we'll see it in time, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't get to read Superman, Son of Kal-El, but I want to know how it is. This one it involved Dreamer. Yeah. From I think this is her debut from like she she's from the uh um what's it called? Uh, the CW Supergirl CW show. series. Yeah. And now uh basically and correct me if I'm wrong, is it she or is it they? Uh she. She for okay. Dreamer, she. Yeah. For Dreamer. Okay. So yeah, so she is infiltrates the uh, Fortress of Solitude. And at that moment, John is talking to his boyfriend and he's just saying like, yeah, man, here, here's the Fortress of Solitude. If you need a safe place, no one can ever come into this place. Opens the front door and she's like, hey, what's up? Drinking a cup of tea. Like, it's really, really funny. Yeah. And the way she got, he, and he's mad. He's like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Who are you? Uh, and she's like, I uh, walked through a dream of one of the animals you have in your zoo here. <laughs> And she's like, I don't know how I feel about that. That was weird. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. But she basically shows them a vision that she's having of the future where um, 
Bendix does his plan, which is has the Joker dead hanging on a wall, whatever. All the heroes come check it out. Uh, and then Bendix starts the last part of the rising that, that they've been talking about. Yeah. And basically all the heroes die. Uh, Wonder Woman has like a hole through her chest. Uh, Green Lantern's ring is cut off of his finger. Uh, Batman gets shot by Bendix on the head. Uh, it, it's a whole like little speech, evil villain speech. Like this is your fault, John. You couldn't stop me. Blah blah. blah. You're not your father. Yeah. All these things. But that's a future that's going to happen like within a week or two. Okay, and, but this takes takes place before Dark Crisis, right? I, I think it does. It has to. That, that's a good question. <laughs> that's, because that's it would be funny question. if they come back from Dark Crisis and then they die again. But they should either take before or after because. Batman's there. Batman, yeah. it, you know, all the all the heroes are here. You know, Wonder Woman's there. So yeah, yeah, it has to happen before. Yeah. But she just shows him this this uh vision. Now he's like, all right, I'm ready for this. Kind of talks to her a little bit about his days with the Legion of the uh superheroes because mm. apparently her great 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 granddaughter is is a huge fan of hers. Is is dream? Uh, she's dream girl on the Legion. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what, that's what this character has gone through a couple of different things because Dream Girl from the Legion was a character. Then in CW, the Supergirl show, they were like, "Oh, this is an ancestor of Dream Girl, Dreamer mm-hmm. Nia Nall. I think that's her name." Yeah. And then they, she wasn't in the comics, but then they put Dreamer in one of the, um, I think, in the Pride issue in one of the anthology. Uh, uh, stories and then mm. i think this is her first like major issue yeah. uh, appearance yeah no and, and that's how it ends basically john's like thank you for the heads up you saved a lot of lives now we're gonna go and, and take on bendix and and uh, he wanted to leave his his boyfriend there but boyfriend was like no this is my problem this is my battle i need to go do something about it too yeah and he's got powers he can he can handle himself yeah he can phase <laughs> uh, I want them to finish the Bendix storyline so we can move on because I like yeah. this series. Yeah, no. but it's been what is this issue twelve? I think thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. So let it end on issue fourteen. Defeat Bendix. I think it's going to go to sixteen. Honestly. Okay, no, no more than sixteen, maybe fifteen. But I'm done with it too. Like, yes, yeah. you got to move on. It's, Just it's move on. Um, there's other stories we can tell with with John, and I'm excited for the yeah. other stories. I'm I'm ready for it. I didn't jump onto this one from the get go, but um, I love John's character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I'm ready for a new story to start so that I can actually spend some time with him and explore the character. You know, yeah, he's a good character. Like he, I love the choices that he makes, like the logic behind it and stuff. Like it's great. Yeah, I, I, I do love. But this series so far has been like up, 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 bad issue, then a good issue, bad issue, yeah. bad issue, good issue. It's it's tough, but I'm hanging in there. Yeah. I think I I have faith that uh uh Tom Taylor will will bring it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of other ones that I read. Oh, uh, what I really uh, what I did want to talk about is Punisher, um, because I do want to shout out Punisher for taking the character into a bold new direction that actually works. Um, because I'm not a big Punisher fan. I was talking to Manny. Uh, uh, before you hopped on, Lee, that I'm not a big Punisher fan. I've re- I read the Punisher, but I'm never in love with the Punisher. Like mm-hmm. I read him, he's cool, whatever. Not in love with him. I think if somebody's mm-hmm. in love with the Punisher before this series, please keep an eye on them. 
you know? Um, <laughs> like, sure that, boom, you know? Like, yeah. It's like, awesome. <laughs> oh, wish fulfillment. I just wish I could just shoot people. Like, no, dude. Like, I think we, like, let's get these people some help. Uh, the premise of this Punisher is that he is the leader of the hand now. Hmm. And it's because of a prophecy saying that he is the Messiah of the hand. And he has been uh, like, he is the killer, either the killer of killers or king of killers. I forget what they call him. But like, he's just the world's greatest killer. So lead the hand, kill the people that deserve to be killed. So he has like a whole ninja battalion that like works for him. But then there's this old lady that is like, one of the hands top people she killed the rest of the council of the hand to take over and she's like crazy with this prophecy like so it's kind of cool uh i don't know how much you want me to spoil but basically there's two extra things i'll talk about but no i'll only talk about the one basically the hand is going up against Ares, god of war oh so we got Okay. And has, so has Ares existed in this world before? In Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. Because Ares has been on the Avengers. He okay. has he has gone through a couple different things. And in this issue, Ares was like, everybody's always trying to figure out who they are, but I've always known who I am. And I'm tired of like not being who I am. It's the god of war. <laughs> who I am is tired. Right. <laughs> right. Because he's like, you know, I've tried being a father, I've tried being an Avenger. I'm just going back to the way I uh, used to be. I'm tired of this. Because these gods have lived for eons, right? So he's just like, I know who I am. Let's stop denying it. I'm the god of war. And I'm going to squash your head underneath my feet. Thinking about Eminem right now, like, I am whoever you say I am. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's all I can think of. The the more you say it, I'm like, I'm just singing that song in my head. That's Aries right now. Yeah. Funny enough, have you read the Eminem Punisher team up? No, there's a comic there's a, out there. Yeah, Eminem as Eminem. Yeah, Eminem is a character in Marvel. Yeah, can, so know, like, Eminem teamed up with Punisher, and they like went on a adventure together. Wasn't there? John Hamm is now in the in the Marvel universe. A lot of those celebrities are Hellfire Gala <laughs> in the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. By the way, no, so you're you're speaking of the hand. Yeah, and. That's who Daredevil and Elektra are going to go after. So, like, is Punisher a bad guy now? Or, I mean, or Daredevil and Elektra the bad guys? Who, what's, what's going on here? Like, who uh, no, him? technically, I mean, Punisher is the bad guy. But Punisher's always kind of been the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, but for the side, for, for justice, kind of, I guess you could say. Yeah, but the hand... This lady is doing crazy things. I'm not going to spoil what happens is what, issue four of Punisher. But, like, you you got to read it. You just gotta. She she essentially says, I will bring you the world's worst people. You can just execute them. And so the, the ninjas go out and they they okay. pick up pedophiles, they pick up whatever, and they bring them, and then the Punisher beheads them, essentially. But then they're oh, also wow. trying to train the Punisher in a in a sword, and he's not a good swordsman. Um, mm-hmm. he wants guns, but they're like, No, you fight with a sword, you're part of the hand. So there's like this added thing. I'm not gonna tell you there's a spoiler that happens at the end of issue one that is bonkers but i don't want to spoil it yeah. read issue one and you're gonna to get to that final page and you're gonna go what I'll check it out and it's gonna make you pick up issue two 
Okay, I'll give it a shot for sure. I think I, and that's why they, they changed the skull. I don't know if you remember the whole controversy with the Punisher mm-hmm. skull. And right. now oh. the Punisher skull <laughs> is different, but it's because it's the, it's the skull of the beast, which is the God of the hand. Gotcha. So I just, I just don't think that most people would get mad over change. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Because 8 billion genies, how many people have already wished for the world to go back to normal? And <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's um, a good point. <laughs> I, well, I'm sure those cancel out. I'm sure there's people out there wishing oh, for yeah. no genies. And then, but that probably can't happen, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see that. I'm sure we'll see that in a future episode or episode. Yeah. I did it all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Issue. Yeah. I mean, issues are like episodes. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank both of you so much for coming on Comic Talk today and talking with me about this week's uh, uh, comics. Were there any final thoughts about something that we didn't get to cover? Any quick shout outs or whatever? Uh, we don't need to go into it, but Captain Marvel is a very solid series. Is it? I I, 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 I was very uh, not confused. I was very intrigued by it being on your list. Is it mm-hmm. worth it? I started it at issue 26 and I'm so happy that I did. It's, it's just very good. Really quick scene. Captain Marvel, Carol is tied up in a chair and she's got Agatha Harkness, uh, Scarlet Witch and Enchantress along with Brother Voodoo, uh, Majik and Majik. Uh, <laughs> and like two other like magic people there's like a council of magic people she's on trial because there was two issues two or three issues where captain marvel did train in magic and she did have magic and within that time frame she committed some magic sins mm. okay. and so now she's on trial and okay. she's like well i did it for the good of the world and they're like we don't care we we just care about that you broke the rule okay so, interesting what issue did you start at uh 26 okay it's a great great starting on point because i didn't know anything that happened before but they explain it a lot like they talk about the issues prior a lot so i didn't i didn't feel like i missed out on anything all right um and it's issue 39 right now so okay um, i think i might do that that's not far at all yeah Yeah, i think i might do that i might start at uh 26 and that that whole trial thing it's within that 26 to 39 so okay it's just seeing her like and she just didn't take any shit. Like she was like, I don't care. Do whatever you're gonna do. You're not listening. <laughs> yeah. Just just do it. Stop talking about it and, and do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was great. It was great. All right. All right. Let's um, add it to my list for sure. <laughs> I'm sure uh, your bank account is happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you both of you so much for coming on the show and talking with me. Um, for anyone out there who is watching, you're watching our live stream uh, on volume.com slash The Keeg Show, but we're also on twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show and youtube.com slash The Keeg Show because we're on YouTube, Twitch, and Volume. Now, uh, uh, if you want to find us on social media in general, you can find us at The Keeg Show on TikTok and Instagram. Those are our two main ones. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. But pretty much it's The Keeg Show wherever you want. Find us on social media. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, follow, click the bell, do your thing. Um, and let us know you're out there and you're uh, paying attention. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, more power to you, however you digest us. Podcasts are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So uh, you can watch our live streams. You can watch our uh, listen to our podcasts. However you do it, just uh, say hi when you do it. Love to uh, know you're out there. 
Um, also, if any of these comics sound awesome, go to comicshoplocator.com. Find the comic shops that are near you and support the comic book industry. It doesn't matter whether you're, you're spending five bucks or 50 bucks on comics. Like you are a comic book fan. If you want to be one, there's a comic out there for everyone. Um, that's just something that this show is all about. It's about spreading that love of comics, um, whether you got five bucks or 55 bucks to, to spare. Um, yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, Manny, you want to tell us uh, where we can find you on social media, what you got coming up, any plugs that you want to do? Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, I'm always posting on Instagram, TikTok, and uh, YouTube, and mostly um, just talking about reviewing the books that I'm doing. And I'm actually starting something kind of different now where I read the book and in real time, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about this book. Like, I, I don't know why this is happening or that's weird. Why Why did uh, this Red Ranger just kill people? Like, that makes no sense. You know? so, <laughs> I did that, and then like, if you want a full review of it, Every Tuesday, I do um, the weekly roundup with uh, two other hosts and mm. talk about our top picks. And um, so, yeah, yeah. All right. Awesome. TikTok, Instagram. YouTube. At Manny Reads Comics. At Manny Reads Comics. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And Lee, first time here on Comic Talk. Uh, thank you so much for, for, for coming in. Uh, where can people find you? And what do you got coming up? Slash what plugs do you got? Um. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm on Twitter at Usagi Android, uh, TikTok. You are on Twitter. I am on. T- I actually think I follow you on Twitter. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll find um, you. I'll find you. Yeah, no worries. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. It's Android Usagi on TikTok and Twitch, um, and I'm Digital Flush on Instagram. On Twitch, I too play games uh, and plan out D and D content. Um, mm, nice. But I'm working on getting together a book club. So if you guys ever want to join that, I'll let you know. Like a book book <laughs> club or a comic book? book oh, like club. comic books. Oh, I, okay. I do not have time to read a novel. No, so. <laughs> no. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all yeah, right. You, you can find her at uh, what the shops. The local yeah, you shop. can find me literally at your local comic shop, probably. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Mysteries. <laughs> Just, just roll the dice. Uh, roll the dice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, you know, uh, push this further of like people going out there and visiting their local comic shops. Not everyone will be for you. Uh, comic books are not chains, so there's not like a specific quality. But uh, find the one that works for you. Find the people that say hello and that are interested in, you know, helping you. Uh, not all comic shops are like that, but uh, I'm sure Lee's is. I'm sure you, you know what, if you find me on Twitter, um, be sure to message me and let me know what you're interested in reading. I'll help you navigate anytime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both of you make awesome content. Um, so anyone out there who hasn't followed uh, Manny or Lee on, um, you know, their social media should because uh, you both are awesome. So thank you so much for, for coming by Comic Talk. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, for anyone out there, uh, once again, you find us on, on social media at the Keeg show. And then we also have a Patreon. If you feel like, uh, donating to the Keeg and supporting us, you can find a donation tier that works for you. Something as small as uh, $5 a month definitely goes a long way here on the Keeg and it goes specifically to the Keeg and, and everything that we have, uh, to offer here. Uh, but that is the end of the show. This was, uh, another episode of comic talk. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. Thank you for watching.